dissect the best and the worst of 90s scene horror. I'm Kirsty Logan and this is my co-host Heather Parry. Hello Kirsty. Hello Heather. Hello. Sorry, it's uh, October so we should be like, hello. Hello Heather. Winter. time laugh. Do um, our last special point horror laugh. <laughs> straight into the laugh. Sorry guys. I'm going to be doing that as uh, people can have it as a ringtone. Can have my wind chime laugh um, or my frisbee laugh. Can I opt out of that? <laughs> no, it's compulsory. It's, it's like that U two album. It's just going to be on everyone's phone. When oh you my get it. god, that would have been better. I know. Than that. <laughs> what were they thinking? Anyway, um, hi everybody. <laughs> Hello, welcome. <laughs> Today we're talking about the incredible freeze tag from Teenage Scream favorite CBC. She just gets better and better. She does. Um, I found her Goodreads page. <gasps> I can read to you from it if you like. Yes. Caroline Cooney knew in sixth grade that she wanted to be a writer when the best teacher I ever had in my life, quote, made writing her main focus. He used to rip off covers of The New Yorker and pass them around and make us write a short story on whichever cover we got. I started writing then and never stopped. Oh, Oh, CBC. I love her. You're the best. She looks like a mad old woman as well. Oh, she does. Oh, she looks like she would bake you some kind of weird granola treat. That like you would be expecting some kind of like fudge cake and she'd be like here's a granola and honey sugar free and you'd be like cool thanks so she looks like a hippie sorry. yeah that's what I'm saying yeah <laughs> clearly I think like... anyone with dangly earrings eats granola for some reason it's the tiny it's the tiny glasses on the end of the nose that Maybe I really that's like it. yeah oh what a doll can we invite her over? I know. Oh, oh guys if you can hear that in the background I'm not even kidding there's a man outside sawing wood um so yeah masculinity so fragile (laughs) it's almost like we planned it (laughs) to have a man cutting some wood outside he's also been smoking in the hallway but whatever not a big deal unimpressed if you can hear that i'm so sorry it's not me it's my neighbors i'm hoping he won't Um, doing it long so kirsty shall Mm -hmm. we dig in tell us about this cover i don't like well i mean i do like it and i don't like it i remember it really frightened me when i was a kid it's i would say maybe the goriest point horror cover that we've seen because they don't usually have kind of blood or gore on them even the though they're horror did. books oh yeah the mall had a bit of blood on it but it's a pair of hands reaching out towards us through some shattered ice and there's blood on the fingertips it's quite horrible mm. And it suggests that someone is underneath the ice, stuck, like reaching out towards you. Or maybe we're in the ice and it's reaching down to us. Or maybe we're Kate Bush. Is it a Kate Bush song? Under Ice? Is it? I think it's one of those where it's like, ho, 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 ho. They're weird. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Weathering Heights is my favourite karaoke song. Oh, it's brilliant. Mm -hmm. It's my favourite Wave My Arms Around song. Who was telling me this week that they knew someone who'd lived next door to Kate Bush and they'd gone like <gasps> trick-or-treating with her shut up but she's a massive Tory and oh apparently... no oh, what don't you know Kate Bush that's oh, common no. common knowledge mate I didn't know I must no. have repressed it sorry I feel like she's in her own category though where it almost doesn't matter no it does oh yeah mm, sorry okay. yeah. yeah why would it not matter because I want to watch. Because you, you want it to not matter. <laughs> I'm like that. Okay. All my problematic faves, I'm like, maybe it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they don't vote. <laughs> yeah. She definitely votes to keep all her money. Oh. Apparently she's like literally um, like just the most bizarre person as well. But mo- don't most rich people get like that? Am I being too generous yeah. by saying when people get money, they want to keep their money? I don't think it's right. It's just something that seems to happen. Yeah. Although not everyone. Not everyone. Oh, let's not get into it. Anyway, though, anyway, I, like I could do an entire podcast. Okay, I quite like the cover. Um, I think it's pretty creepy. It's quite ugly and it's quite scary. But I mean, it is a horror book. What's the tagline? <laughs> Cold hands, evil heart. <laughs> <laughs> 
which I'm guessing is a play on Cold Hands, Warm Heart. <laughs> I, I think sometimes just Cold Hands, bad circulation. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've got bad I've circulation. Yes. Yeah. And I don't think I've got an evil heart, and I definitely don't think you do, Kirsty. No. You've got quite a kind heart. I think I have got Cold Hands, Warm Heart. Yeah, cold hands, Mm -hmm. cold heart. Evil heart. (laughs) Evil hands. Cold heart? (laughs) The devil makes work for cold No, we're getting, no, we're getting too into this. And I think it's a reasonable cover. What do you think? I really like it, actually. It's very, um, sort of 90s, um, like Will Smith's family in The Fresh Prince would have been wearing a denim jacket with that collar on it. I thought you meant what I'm saying. That design, I was like, no, they wouldn't. <laughs> no, but no, I see what you mean. That kind of what pastel, would you say, like a pastel pale teal, mm-hmm. and then a, like a pastel purple. Yeah, like a lilac and a peppermint. Mm. I would say. Can you tell I've been looking at paint charts this week? <laughs> lilac and peppermint. <laughs> lilac and peppermint. No, but that's good though. With red. That has got a, the the minty flavour that peppermint mm-hmm. denotes. Yeah. Denotes. Can you hear him now? He's banging his wood. Stop banging! Is this going to be a theme for our episodes? It's always going to be some kind of sound effect. At least it's not me this time. That's true. (laughs) Joe feel better about. She's just pretending. That's that's Heather knocking wood right now. She's knocking some nails into some wood. I wanted to make a joke about wood then, but oh, sorry. Did I step on it? (laughs) One of my favourite things in uh, Shaun of the Dead is still the fact that he's wearing a t-shirt that says "Got Wood." (laughs) I didn't even notice that. (laughs) Just, I didn't notice. It's one of my immature things, of which there are very many. I don't understand how it's a pun, though. Like, what's it saying? I don't think it's a pun, really. <laughs> it's just basically saying, have you got a hard-on? Yeah. Like, it's not a, it's not wordplay. Is it a joke? If it only has one meaning? Are we doing a joke? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a joke. I'm doing a joke. <laughs> okay, are we ready? There's so much in this book. I know. I was, oh, this is a, a terrifying amount of notes I've got. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Let's jump in. We start with Megan Moore, who is best friends with the Trevor family. Mm-hmm. Now, what are they called? <laughs> Trevor's a surname. Mm-hmm. Um, and the kids are called West, Tuesday, and Brown. Now, let me clarify that. West, Trevor... Tuesday Trevor and Brown Trevor. I feel so sad for Brown. Brown Trevor sounds like a guy who sits in the corner Brown of a, ver- a very old pub. No, I think it's like... And he's incontinent. Yeah, exactly. Don't sit there. That's where Brown That's Trevor where sits. Brown Trevor sits. <laughs> and West Trevor is like a guy who's obsessed with um, cowboy movies. Oh, yeah. That's West Trevor. Uh, Tuesday Trevor... He's got multiple personalities for different days. Oh, I see. I quite like the name Tuesday. Monday Al, Tuesday Trevor, Wednesday Bill. So I'm not allowed these names. I like a bunch of names that are like days of the week or months or seasons. And Annie's always like, you cannot give any of those to a child. I'm sorry. And I like them. Like what? I'm not allowed. Like Tuesday, I think it's a cute name. I think January is a cute name. I think winter is a cute name. I'm not allowed any of these. You can't have winter. Why? I know a person. I think it's nice. I mean, April. April is a month, and it's and May. Exactly. August. So why can't I have January? Um, because Annie. I know she won't let me. <laughs> we recently decided what we're going to call our cats when we get them, and mm-hmm. it's a uh, Ripley and Newt from Alien. Approve. But we also thought we could just get two and called them Wayland and Utani. Oh. Just the name of the company. Clever. Mm-hmm. Also, no, Ripley and Newt's cute. Isn't it better? Mm-hmm. Um, we also, I used to have a cat called Kafka. You are such a wanker. I know. <laughs> oh, wait, I can do worse than that. Well, no, equal. I had a hamster called Hamlet. <laughs> That's great, though. <laughs> Did you call him Hamster Hamlet, though, like with the full name? No, just Hamlet. <laughs> God, we're actually terrible. I hate us. <laughs> We're parodies of ourselves. Heather parody. <laughs> um, so yeah, we've got the hilariously named Trevors. And you get used to it, but it really did make me laugh at first. Brown Trevors the <laughs> worst. Brown I, I could Trevor. I can definitely get on board with Tuesday. West is just on the limit, but Brown, no. Also I think the Kardashians have ruined 
shit like that. Like, I, I immediately thought of them. And I know it's his surname, so <laughs> you can't really do it. So then it's got a kid called Sir, or is that Beyonce? Saint. I think Beyonce's it's got a kid called Sir. Oh, what are you doing, mate? Which would be Sir Carter. I was really annoyed when uh, one of the Kardashians West. called their kid North. Because oh, a character yeah. in my book's called North, which I did first. <laughs> and I was really annoyed about that. You should sue. No, I don't. For trademark. Don't think I can afford to sue Kanye West. <laughs> oh, that'd be fun anyway. though, wouldn't it? Well, you know, everyone knows his password to his phone now, so you can just oh, get in that way. Oh, bless him. Kanye. No, not bad. I feel bad. I watched that clip and I was like, we are mocking a man who's having a breakdown. I feel really bad about it. Do you think? Yeah, look at his eyes. He's not right. Really, He's I've not going watched through the video. Some shit. See, that's the thing. I read the sentences and I was like, a weirdo. But when you watch the video, oh, he's not right. Hmm. He's going through some shit. He needs some help. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I feel bad. Okay, let's not talk about Kanye West. Okay. Kanye. I don't think he's listening. Get the help that you need. Yeah. If you're listening, which you're not. <laughs> it's uh, okay. I'm rude. I yeah. think he's listening. Maybe. You never know. So, the Trevor family is uh, like the heart of the neighbourhood. Um, it kind of always happens when you've got three kids, doesn't it? Three or four. It's sort of everyone goes over there. Because mm. once you've got four, well, 15, might as well. You can't it's really fine. tell the difference. It's fine. Um, Mrs. Trevor always allows the kids to stay over and always has treats for them. Megan loves the Trevor family because her own family is a bit quiet, isn't it? Mm. It's just her and her mum and dad. Um, Which has come up in CBC before in The Perfume. Oh, Caroline. Her family, they never talk to each other. It's really common in her books. Oh, no, Caroline. Families don't talk to each other. Are you working through some stuff? Maybe. I mean, mine was kind of, was it kind of similar? Like, we're not very close, and my brother moved out when I was 11. So, hmm. I guess I sort of had a set, but, and we had quite a lot of kids on the street. I did, I do always insert myself into big families. Yeah, the parasite. Oh my god. Oh <laughs> no! <laughs> Sorry, Aww. mate, it's a thing now. Fuck, it's a thing. Okay. You did it. I never would have thought of it. <laughs> okay, well, unlike me, Megan is in love with <laughs> Wes Trevor. Um, who's a co- kind of like big, sort of, I imagine him to be quite jockey type mm-hmm. physically, but he's actually very nice, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, like all the Trevors, because they're perfect. Um, so we meet Megan when she's hanging out with the Trevors, but someone else is there. <laughs> Ridiculous name alert. Lanny Anvil. <sighs> is it because she's a weight on hmm. the community? <laughs> Is that how you'd say that? Anvil. Anvil. Yeah, it's got to be Anvil, hasn't it? Yeah. Lanny Anvil is creepy. Come on, Lanny, even as you're saying it, <laughs> that's not a name of a person. <laughs> Lanny Anvil. <laughs> Lanny Anvil is creepy as shit and says things like, suppose you really could freeze somebody. <gasps> well, suppose, yeah, I suppose awful. you could. Um, Lanny's parents buy expensive cars but don't seem to give a shit about her. And a lot is made of the cars, mm. isn't it? And they have mm-hmm. Jaguars, which I don't think any Americans drive a Jag. Don't they? Because they're very British, aren't they? Well, maybe, maybe that's why they think it's for rich people then. Maybe. Like but, old money. Uh, oh, yeah. American cars are really cheap, though, compared to here. So to get a Jag, which is, what, 65 grand, and ship it over to America, it would make it wildly expensive. But maybe that's why they've got it. Yeah, maybe. To show their money. <laughs> this is how... I, I love my car to the same extent that I hate my daughter. <laughs> oh. Well, yeah, it is sad, isn't it? Is it is sad. Plot point. <laughs> mm. None of the neighbourhood kids like Lanny, which is fine because she's kind of... Here's the description of her. The setting sun seemed to shine right through Lanny as if she were made of coloured glass and hung in a window. Lanny's eyes, as pale as though they had been bleached in the wash, sentence Caroline, come on, focused on Megan. Megan gulped and looked away, queerly out of breath. Hmm. There's a couple of really good queerlies in this one. How do you be queerly out of breath? Yeah, that's... <gasps> oh, that woman's so hot! <laughs> <laughs> like uh, Graham Norton. <laughs> he could be queerly out of breath. <laughs> Yes, to be fair, could. if we were both to run up and down the stairs, we would be queerly out of breath. That's true. That's or we'd true. just be queer and out of breath. You especially. Why? <laughs> Fuck <laughs> you! <laughs> You're the one that doesn't do cardio. <laughs> yes, that's really true. Oh, no. I, I had to run for a train recently from a Kendrick Lamar gig, and it, uh, it was... 
hysterical how much I was out of breath. And everyone was like, don't you work out every day? And I'm like, yes, but I lift things. I don't do running. You don't do any running. Actually, can I look at the book? Because there's a, one of my favourite um, awful bits of description. Because that's the thing about CBC is... She gives with she, one hand uh, and she taketh away I know. so heavily with the other. Every you, you kind of fall into it and you're like, oh... Her writing's actually really good, her prose is great, descriptions are great. And then she gives you things like this. The sun was going down like a circle of construction paper falling off the bulletin board. What? <laughs> what? Don't we all have bulletin boards covered with pieces of circles Circles of paper. of paper. And then they fall. I've never thought, I've never looked at the sun and been like, it's just like a piece of paper falling off a bulletin board. Yeah. What? I wish people would stop trying to describe the sun. We all know what it looks like. Yeah. Move on. Don't describe the sun or laughing. Or the moon. Mm, yeah. Oh, I do that one. Especially Haruki Murakami. Whatever. Stop <laughs> doing it. Um, so, the kids are all playing freeze tag. What's the English for that? Tiggy? No, we call it freeze. Would we... you not call it freeze tag? No. You just read too Tig, many maybe. Books. Yeah, maybe I did. Tig, Tiggy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... Lanny tags the neighbourhood kids and they all freeze. Mm. For real. Oh my god. Um, and it's quite well described, isn't it? Like, they're sort of cold, but also, like, just statues and... But they, they're conscious. Mm-hmm. So they know that they're sort of trapped in this thing. Um, Kirsty, you're reclining on that bed. I know, most, sorry, like, I can't quite, can't quite get comfy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so West, Tuesday, Brown and Megan are all frozen. Just like statues. Just from Lanny's touch. I don't know what happened. It's weird, isn't it, this book? It's so weird. It is weird, but it's good. Uh, so Lanny eventually undoes all of them, but she doesn't want to undo Megan because she really hates her. So West prom- she makes West promise that he'll always like her, Lanny, mm. the best. So do, do you think she hates Megan or do you think she likes West? I think both. Okay. I think she's quite jealous of Megan because she's in with the Trevors. <laughs> in with Trevor brown. is just such a funny in name with the brown. <laughs> that all the way through this book I'd be in it and then I'd be like oh that's actually hilarious um, so she undoes Megan on this promise from West uh, which I think they should have put in writing for a start mm-hmm. and in much less vague uh, terminology mm-hmm. like what what does that look like if I can I like you the best and never speak to you again? Yeah. <laughs> you know, can I can like I you best and move like abroad? You the best? Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> so Lanny tells her that she can freeze people wherever she likes. And she's showing off to West because she fancies him. <laughs> Why are you mocking her? <laughs> I don't know. I feel very animated. It's because I'm having a coffee. Um the kids don't tell and they don't ever talk about it, but they definitely don't forget it. Mm-hmm. And then we do a skip forward. Which we don't often do, do we? No. Um, West is 17 and dating, guess who? Megan Moore. What? <gasps> who could have seen who that could coming? have guessed? He's broad and handsome and genuinely lovely to everyone. Um, <laughs> this really made me laugh. Hang on, hang on. Um, West liked ev- almost everybody. He was not discriminating. He thought most people were pretty nice. He preferred the company of boys. <laughs> And next oh, to rebuilding his Chevy, the best part of his life was managing the football team. Um, that reminds me of the bit in The Simpsons where so I think it's Marge, where she's trying to sort of insinuate. All references are either The Simpsons or Red Dwarf. I know. <laughs> they were. It was what was on British TV between six and nine thirty <laughs> for all of my childhood. Um, she Marge is sort of trying to tell Homer that someone's gay. I think in front of the kids without actually saying it. And she says a few things and she goes, he prefers the company of men. And Homer goes, well, who does it? <laughs> Wes Trevor prefers the company of men. I really, really like um, certain euphemisms for like gay. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of ones from the 70s. What was it? I can't remember where it came from, but I heard the phrase, he was a little bit light on his feet. Ooh. <laughs> I really like. My favourite thing that was going around on Twitter was own brand cereal that all sounded like euphemisms for gay men, like marshmallow mateys. <laughs> it was my favorite. I actually saw marshmallow mateys in a shop the other day and I started laughing. Do you know there's an ice cream in Australia called a golden gay time? 
No. <laughs> yeah. I remember being in Canada and in the shop being like, what the fuck is homo milk? <laughs> and apparently it's like homogenized milk. Milk of the gay. <laughs> yeah, apparently. But I thought it was really funny, homo milk. But Sorry. then Canadians were so used to it that they were like, oh yeah. <laughs> never really thought about that before. Because it's homogenized, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So they're so melodramatically in love. Here we go. Uh, sometimes Megan cuddled up against West, her long thick hair arrayed across him like a veil. Megan would feel the joy rise up in her chest and throat and envelop her heart and mind. She would actually weep of love for Trevor West. <laughs> Which made me think of you. West Trevor. West Trevor, yeah. Sorry, my <laughs> brain's making it the right way around. <laughs> Furthermore, West was dizzy in love with her. Like, Aww. I was like, oh, I bet that's how Kirsty was. Come on, that's what I'm like now. <laughs> I'm dizzy of love. Do you know Annie Bennett like Logan? It's just like so. It's too much. He's so overwhelmed by love. Do you know we get that? Yeah. He, uh, yes. <clears throat> of course oh, I do. You just said it. No, I do. Um, you know I'm not. A I know. I know. I'm just ridiculous. Of course I. Yeah. Even more as a teenager, I'd just be so overwhelmed by emotion at yeah. times. I mean, I'm still like that a bit. Yeah, me too. We were just mm-hmm. talking about this, weren't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, so the West parents. Um, sorry, the Trevor parents. Jesus yeah, Christ. you really want them to be called... Do you imagine them as Kanye West and uh, <laughs> Kim Kardashian? West West. West and, West. Uh, Trevor mm-hmm. Kardashian, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, Megan's parents are not uh, thrilled that Megan's sort of spending all the time with West Trevor. Um, and it said, with much difficulty, they had to look out of the window or down at the table instead of at their daughter. They gave stern talks on sex babies, AIDS, and life in general. And here I've just written real life things in with like loads of things after it. Have you ever heard of AIDS mentioned in no. a Point Horror book before? No, never. Real life never intrudes on Point Horror. Although it does in another one that we'll be covering mm-hmm. so soon as well. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Lanny is really not happy with West Trevor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trevor West. I've really taken all the mystique out of him, haven't I? Trevor West is Brown Trevor. Brown Trevor that Brown Trevor West in the pub. Oh. <laughs> His real name is Trevor Brown. <laughs> brown Trevor Brown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, Trevor West is his real name, but he gets called Brown Trevor. <laughs> God. The fun we're having with these names. Um <laughs> And Lanny, so Lanny uh, comes up to them at high school and sort of falls in step with them. Don't do it. Uh, and then she says, it's time. Time for West to remember his promise to her. Uh-oh. Uh, Megan sort of pretends she doesn't know what Lanny's talking about. So Lanny says she'll show her. And the next day at school, she freezes a girl in the canteen. <gasps> and everyone's like, oh, it's a virus or whatever. Or she's having a seizure. And I was like, both those things look very different to someone yeah. being frozen like a statue. Yeah, but then what are they going to say? Oh, look, that girl froze her like a statue. (laughs) Come on. Oh, look, Lanny with her frozy, magical fingers. Frozy. Frozy. Frozy fingers. (laughs) Froze tag. (laughs) Sorry. There you go. (laughs) Um, So she comes up to West and she says, we're going out now, West. I imagine her a bit British. You're my baby now. You're my baby now. What's that from? <laughs> that was from The Girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Robot Stone. You're my wife now. That's what oh, I'm thinking Oh, that's of. what you're thinking yeah. of. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of Carrie in Lanny, mm, isn't there? Yes. I imagine I'm looking very much the same. Yeah, me too, actually. Mm-hmm. That sort of lank, reddish, orangey yeah. hair. Kind of like sort of pretty but in a kind of really ethereal wet sort of way (laughs) wet what does she look like she looked quite (laughs) wet wet. (laughs) um so she threatens to freeze everyone and tries to freeze megan um if west won't go out with her so guess what west goes out with her um but he kind of just keeps seeing megan on the side which is not very happy um, but we do get this bit of background on Lanny, and it's, I thought, a very good bit of groundwork to the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lanny never got older or taller or curvier. That's why we're thinking of Carrie. Oh, yeah. she's sort of like lank, isn't mm-hmm. she? She stayed wispy. Her hair was dry and brittle. There was a dustiness to Lanny, as if she was very old and had been stored somewhere unused. Aww. That is a good description, though. It is a really good I like dusty. CBC's prose. <laughs> I never want to be described as dusty. No. I'd probably be more wet than dusty. I'm quite a 
I'm not a desiccated person. I'm more of like a messy. I'm more, I'm more of a puddle of a human <laughs> than anything else, than a pile of dust. Um, and then also Lani's parents in the proceeding, in the succeeding, in the interim. <laughs> Words. Wow. Hello. Um, have split up and her dad has left them. Both parents have remarried and neither of the step-parents likes her, which fair enough because she's creep. Um, her stepdad. Oh, that's harsh, though. Yeah, her stepdad gets a beautiful Irish setter, and then Lanny freezes it like immediately. Another pet immediately introduced and then killed. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, point horror thing. If yeah, you got your point horror bingo card. That's, that's more, on it. That's more Bob Stein. That's true. Than CBC. Um, and then Lanny's mother has a car accident, and her father abandons her, and her stepmother leaves Lanny with her stepdad. Who barely parents her. There's some shit parents in this book. Isn't there? Really Aren't bad there, parents. Even? It's almost like Caroline is trying to make us feel something about mm. Lanny. I wonder what that is. Yeah. Because mm. the other parents actually are quite good. Like, I really liked Megan's mum. Yes. In this. Mm-hmm. So, like, she gets... She always has snacks in in case kids come round, even though they never come round. Yeah. I found really heartbreaking, actually, That's that really she's sad. kind of prepared for this thing and it doesn't happen but she never complains that they don't come no because they realize that megan needs mm-hmm. more when she's gone in the house which mm-hmm. i thought was really lovely um you know it's not lovely megan says you're a virus lanny that's not nice is it's it? good though it's yeah. hard it's a good harsh well lanny is being horrible yes um be she kind of keeps inserting herself into the west and megan situation um and then megan realizes that lanny froze her own mother and that's why her mother crashed her car and died shocker i mean that is pretty bad yeah i mean don't freeze anyone it doesn't get much worse than killing your mom really yeah i wonder if it did happen though or whether megan just demonizes well see that's the thing isn't it like i think that's what's interesting interesting about this book is the freezing you never really know if it's literal mm. or it's just all these kind of terrible things happen to her mm. and they decide that it must be her fault. Yeah. So it is It is quite vague in that way, which I thought was quite clever. Yeah, I also thought. Almost like magical realist or metaphorical element. <gasps> We've given a name for a technique <laughs> to a point horror author. Right. Surely that's the first time that's ever been done. <laughs> no, but I feel like in, in most of the CBC things the kind of unreal or weird element you could read it as metaphorical yeah that's true with the perfume we talked about the mental Mm -hmm. health stuff Mm -hmm. um can you pass me the book please kirsty uh you've got oh it's right in front of right under your coffee can you lean over and remove my coffee cup and lift up this (laughs) hand it to you and turn select the page for you turn me to the perfect page (laughs) that i need we're so professional aren't we it's like blinding (laughs) professional we are um, There's a man hammering wood outside. <laughs> I keep fidgeting. Um, nobody freezes anybody, thought Megan. I can't believe that West and I let ourselves fall for Lanny's silliness. Mm. Good point on what you just said. Uh, I was opening the book to talk about food. Um, this is, I love this bit. Megan helped herself to a handful of cheese popcorn and then a dozen chocolate chips from the bag. Nobody ever got around to making cookies in this family. They just ate the chips straight. And then a glass of jaz- raspberry ginger ale and some, finally some of the strawberries. Tuesday, meanwhile, has strawberries on Cheerios with lots of milk, tossing in a few chocolate chips for, ver- for variety. For quite a while, there was no sound but the contented intake of really good snacks. I do want all those snacks now. That, it just sounds like such a joyous childhood, doesn't mm. it? Like, they just eat what they want. No one ever thinks about what they look like. Mm-hmm. No one ever worries about their weight or their hair or their face or anything. It's just like pure joy, mm-hmm. which I think is very well done. And it's made to make us consider that Lani does not have that. And, and is the, not a part of it. And that everything in her life is so cold. Because I feel like the warmth of that, like to me, I always associate food and being full with like being warm, mm-hmm. and being cozy and being safe. Whereas the opposite of that is to be like cold and hungry. Yeah. So I think that works quite well, that contrast. Un- uncozy. Mm-hmm. whatever that is I just have to say we had to pause there because uh, Heather's lovely partner came in and he's brought us cakes and then uh, Heather basically was like thanks thanks and then like pushed his leg to make him go away bye now bored of you now go away thanks okay. for the cakes bye <laughs> well, I'll send for the cakes later deal with you later <laughs> oh, only God. come when I ring this bell <laughs> and it's his birthday tomorrow what a dick Aww. um 
So the food situation. <laughs> what a s- dick, meaning you, not yeah. him. Oh yeah, not me. me. Like, how dare he have a birthday, that wanker? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I should have clarified. I'm the wanker. <laughs> Very much so here. No, he's just painfully lovely. Yes. Um, so and she- has a nice pink t-shirt on. Yes. Yeah. Queerly, he came up the stairs with cake. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's the opening line of your next book. <laughs> Queerly. What was the yoghurt one? Oh, oblivious. She ate a yoghurt. <laughs> that's it. I keep forgetting Queerly, he came up the stairs. <laughs> we should make t-shirts. Mm-hmm. These are going to be great. Um, so, Tuesday says that she's hosting, hosting a cheer- cheerleader party. I'm sorry, I don't know what's wrong with my mouth. Top party. A cheerleader party. <laughs> um, You're already thinking about cakes. I am. <laughs> shove it in there. Um, and they're all organising how fun it's going to be and how all the girls are going to be there. Um, and then Mrs. Trevor. <laughs> Why are you laughing at the it's name of such a funny name. Trevor's such a funny name. Sorry. Um, she points out that everyone has always abandoned Lanny and no one ever loved her. And she said she doesn't think she's capable of love. I mean, that's harsh. It's not her. Yeah, that is quite harsh. But she is doing it in a nice way. She's saying like, Look at that girl. She doesn't have anything. That's and sad. it's sad. Um, but meanwhile, West is pulling away from Megan even more because they're sort of meeting in secret, aren't they? Just playing with fire or ice in this mm-hmm. case. Um, I think he kind of likes Lanny. Do you? Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, I've got, I've got a theory. I'll tell you at the end. Oh. oh I've, that... I've got an alternative oh. reading. Oh. You know how much I like an alternative reading of a point horror. I'm jumping ahead and trying to think what that is, and it's okay. quite dark, if it's what I think it is. Mm, no, I don't think it's that dark. Ah, okay. Anyway, you're, clearly you've got a third reading then. <laughs> yeah, we will be here for the next three hours. Um, <laughs> he finally tells her that if she doesn't stop seeing him, Lanny says she'll freeze Tuesday, who is his younger sister. And then what will come between Monday and Wednesday? <laughs> oh, Rotten. God. Why did I even say that out loud? <laughs> so sorry. My shit dad joke thing is infecting you. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, and then West and Megan make out in the truck in the cold. Um, and Tuesday and Brown find them. And Lanny. Every time you say brown. Brown. I just imagine, you know, like the poo emoji. Oh, yeah. Brown. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, and then she she was frozen both of them while they were kissing I will say this Tuesday very good Mm -hmm. very smart good negotiator in Mm -hmm. fact all the kids are really nice Mm -hmm. in this apart from Lanny well until the end Um, Tuesday sort of negotiates with Lanny and says she can come to her party if she undoes both of them so she undoes there's no unfreezes well they just sort of snap out of it don't they um she brings back West into the, our realm um, and then they eventually get her to undo Megan too. Uh, but they do this by walking away, don't they? Mm. And then Megan, for the first time, is all cold and feels the abandonment of other people. Plot point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Plot point. Mm-hmm. Um, it does set up the end really well. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, just what I'm saying. It's a really good book. Like I didn't expect it to go where it went, mm-hmm. but it went there really well. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Um you well, look at me as if to no, say, it doesn't. I was, no, it does. This is my problem. So I have this, so not resting bitch face. I have listening judgment face. That when I'm listening, LJF. really, yeah. LJF, when I'm listening really carefully to things that people are saying, I look like I'm being like, bitch, what? Yeah. That's shit. Yeah, you do I'm look not, like you're I have like, I look awful. like I'm being really judgmental. I'm just listening really hard. And that's just unfortunately <laughs> what my face does. Get you some of those glasses that have got eyes on, but it's your entire face. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know why. I don't down. mean to do it. I was just listening really intently and I was thinking, yes, I think that's really true. And I remember reading somewhere that the ending of a story or the ending of a book should be uh, surprising but inevitable. Mm. Like the reader should not see it coming, but when it does come, they should go, oh yes, it couldn't have been otherwise. Of course, yeah. yeah that's, what, that's where it always was going to mm-hmm. go. Yeah, that's a really good bit of writing. Yeah, I wish that. I knew who came up with it. I don't know. It wasn't me, but I remembered it. Anyway. I so do I'll that all the time. Me. My thing about, um, I don't like writing, but I like having written. Yeah. I, I can never remember who said that. It wasn't me. Let's just say it's Flannery O'Connor. It's always Flannery O'Connor. <laughs> God, I feel like it might have been, you know. Yeah. But it always is. Yes. Megan finally understands what it feels like to be abandoned. And then the whole Trevor family stops talking to Megan. Because, I mean, you would, wouldn't you? Mm. Like if someone said, you got to stop talking to Kirsty or I'll freeze David. I mean, be I'd, like... fe- I'd be backed into a corner. Mm-hmm. It depends on whether he was holding cake while he got frozen. Because <laughs> I can just take the cake and then... But then when it's gone... Oh, no more cake, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And he can't go and get more. 
yeah, I'd, I'd really be backed into a corner with that mm, You would. <laughs> so, um, yeah, she sort of feels really, really lonely. And then she doesn't even get to go to you, Tuesday's you party. You borderline did your mocking voice. Me really lonely. Oh, no, that was, that was my that take genuine take piss. There's like an inch between them, <laughs> honestly. Um, so hard to be sincere. Isn't it? Honestly, as millennials, that's our burden. <laughs> we can't be sincere. Because so often I say something and I'm, I mean it really genuinely like, you know, you will send me a story that you've written and I'll WhatsApp you and be like, that story was amazing it was so good and then I'm like I sound really sarcastic yeah, and I'm like oh sounds god like, she hated it no sounds like everything that I say is sarcastic like I think I said this on a previous episode that my friend messaged me and was like I really like you and I'm really glad that we're friends and I really enjoy your company and I was just like fuck you like not out loud but in my head I was like why is he being so horrible because <laughs> I just thought he's being sarcastic <laughs> we just can't be sincere I read a really good article once about why um Toto Africa is such a huge, apparently, thing with our generation. You know the song? You know the song I'm talking about? Yeah, vaguely. I don't think I've ever heard it all the way through. (laughs) We play it quite a bit. Okay. Um, And I think it's maybe 80s or 70s, but Mm -hmm. they were saying it's such a pure expression of, like, genuineness of, like, what's the word? Sincerity. Sincerity, thank you. No, genuineness. Genuosity. (laughs) (laughs) sincerity <laughs> that like people of our generation love it because we so rarely get that now everything's so like post yeah. everything's ironic mm-hmm. um so yeah apparently it's like it's got so many views on oh. youtube also um we were once in ikea in edinburgh which is actually just outside of edinburgh and it was like a tuesday at like 11 o'clock tuesday in the morning brown. Tuesday tuesday brown. Trevor. it was a brown tuesday <laughs> we'd had an accident oh, <laughs> Oh, I'm so sorry. TMI. Well, <laughs> there, was no, there was no accident made there. Um, we were just buying some things from Ikea. We went in the cafe and there was, it was one of the weirdest things that's ever happened to me. Um, like a beautiful troupe of like, uh, it was called like the African dancing something. Like these beautiful African children who were there. In the Edinburgh Ikea. In the middle of the day, in the middle of the week. Wow. Like singing and dancing to raise money. And that, so that's already quite unusual because you think, why would you be in the Ikea cafe doing yeah. that? Like, it's, Lots of people there. Like you've come a long way mm. to be in an Ikea. Um, and then they sang Africa by Toto, <laughs> which I have always considered to be the whitest song in the entire <laughs> world. But they were doing it so with such sincerity. Yeah, but who was their market? Probably yeah, white people. Yeah, I did think they just playing to the crowd. They know exactly mm-hmm. who they're playing to, and yeah, people give them so much money. They were so talented and so good, but I was like, you know, sometimes you just stop and go, is this real life, <laughs> or is it <laughs> fantasy, <laughs> or have I stepped into some really fucking weird dimension? Like, what's happening? Well, they were so good. Anyway. Huh. Speaking of different dimensions, Ooh, Megan. Oh, segue. Yeah, thanks, mate. Becoming a pro. There we go. <laughs> MTV calling. MTV. Have they? Do they even? Jesus, is that even still a thing? Oh, Fucking God. hell. We think we're in the nineties now. Oh, yeah. I. No, I don't wish I was. I'm no. here. Um, I couldn't get married then, so fuck that shit. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, not only because I was a child. I mean, if I was thirty-four <laughs> now in the nineties, they wouldn't get let an eight-year-old get married. Then. No, it's shocking. <laughs> um. So Megan is forced to spend time with her own parents. And as you mentioned, she realises that they're not so bad. Her mum listens to her woes and then confesses that she always used to buy in popsicles, hoping the kids would come over to their house instead of Trevor's. Of the Trevor's, not Trevor's. No, just Trevor. <laughs> Don't go to Trevor's house. Um, but they sort of understood that Megan needed mm-hmm. that sort of family environment that she wasn't getting at all. And Megan realises she's been so loved and safe without mm-hmm. even noticing. And, and her real- mum really prioritises her as well because is not She's supposed to go to a meeting or something. Yeah. But then she's like, oh no, forget the meeting. I'll mm. miss it. Mm. Which never happens. Well, no. <laughs> no, it would. Yeah. Because she's very upset. She was really upset. Yeah. yeah. And she thinks it's because West mm-hmm. has broken up with her. Um, so Megan and the Trevors <laughs> secretly. Stop it. <laughs> what is it with you and that name? It's just really funny. Like the Trevors. There's a group of people as well. Who's that? Well, that's the Trevors. Like a band. Yeah, the Trevors. The Trevors. Um, the Frozen Trevors. 
they have a meeting. That's my band name. The Frozen, Frozen Trevors. <laughs> it's an acapella band. <laughs> We're um, going to sing Africa. <laughs> in Ikea. In Ikea. On Tuesday at 11. Yeah. Um, so Lani knows, though, that they've all had this covenant meeting. And the next day she freezes all the five-year-olds waiting for the bus on their street. Uh-oh. Um that's really awful. Yeah, that's bad. Like, those kids don't do anything. I don't mean they don't do... <laughs> those kids are worthless. <laughs> they're not, even, they're they're not, not even function as members of society <laughs> yeah, at all. They're not earning money. What did money. you ever do for me, five-year-old? <laughs> what is your contribution to the economy? Come on. <laughs> no, no, no. I've not gone fully conservative. Um, oh, political point. Uh, <laughs> mm, Kate Bush. So... <laughs> um, she won't turn them back until West truly gives her his heart. Which again, mm. put it in writing. This is all very vague. But also, you can't you can't blackmail someone into, into loving, loving you. you. I know, and I've tried. Oh, me? <laughs> no, Can I you haven't. freeze people? <laughs> I'm, I'm yet to unfreeze David. Yeah. Um, he's just moving very slowly and spikily. Oh, no. bless him. He loves me in, of his own stupid volition. <laughs> <laughs> he loves me, the fool. <laughs> you know when you're having... Um, like a bad day and you're like, oh, my skin's really shit or I look bad. And he'll say like, but I always think you got, you look good. And I'm like, yes, because you're blinded by idiot love. Oh. <laughs> Why I'm do you awful. make it sound so horrible? Because <laughs> I'm idiot. Because <laughs> I'm bitter. You idiot man in love is disgusting. <laughs> you love me, you fool. <laughs> oh, that's quite sweet. You should do a rom-com. Oh, a cynical no, it'd be, rom-com. It'd be so... No, it'd be Painful dark. Boring. It'd be dark. Just as both sitting in the bath reading to each other. Oh, um, people like that shit. No, they do. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a bit pornographic now. Probably make money. Anyway, anyway, uh, if West... it's a high-sided bath, yeah. you can still film it. <laughs> anyway, or lots of bubbles. Have you looked into this? Uh, <laughs> you know, been writing screenplays. <laughs> Andy, we could make some money on the side by just getting in a high-sided bath. <laughs> oh my god, you did that for the live storytelling event. Were you prepping it? No. I also should clarify I had clothes on and there was no water in the bath for that thing. But you've got form making money in a bath. That's true. So. I have had many people pay money to watch me in the bath. That sounds much weirder than it was. Anyway. It was quite a weird event. It was quite weird. It was brilliant. But there you go. Anyway, West says, sadly, you have my heart. Um, and then in a weird bit, Megan's dad mentions that he hasn't seen Lanny's stepdad Jason for ages and makes her go over there. Yeah. Which is a bit weird. Um, and anyway, we see that Jason is frozen in the front seat of his Corvette in the garage. And Lanny has made him West sit there with him. So now West behaves very well. That's just horrible, that isn't it? Bad. It's like having a corpse in your garage. Mm-hmm. Which again, I've been reading a lot about corpses, so everything's a corpse now. Um, Heather Perry, everything's a corpse. Everything's <laughs> a corpse. Everything's dead. Um so Megan is talking to West and West has gone really mean, hasn't he? He wants Lanny to die. And he says mm. he's thought about them driving them both into a wall. Yeah. I'm like, just just stab her. Don't drive. Don't also die. Do you know what I mean? That's a stupid way to kill someone mm-hmm. by also killing yourself. Um, but yeah, he's he's the anger of the situation is making him cold and mean and aggressive. Um, and the Trevors also sort of realise it about West. I thought this was a brilliant line. Brown stared at his fingernails the ways boys did, the way boys did, making fists and turning them up. Girls spread their fingers like fans and held them away. That's true. Isn't that a lovely little poetic bit mm-hmm. out of nowhere? Mm-hmm. Um, There's actually loads of bits in this. I noted a couple down that I think are really well written. Like, um, I really liked 15 is not a kind age. Yes. Mm. So true. It's. I think 15 is one of the most self-absorbed ages I ever was mm-hmm. at least so far maybe I'll get worse as I get older um I also really liked he stood behind his manners like a safety rail oh that's so good that's good isn't it Caroline she's wasted on point Nara. <laughs> she's perfect for point well Nara. yeah um so West is now kind of a mean dickhead and worse Lanny has given him her power mm. at least that's what he says mm-hmm. um so it snows a lot um, Megan and Tuesday are baking cookies in the Trevor's kitchen. Lanny calls for West and Brown and Tuesday tell her that he's not home, but she can go and wait for him in his truck. Which, I realise we should have mentioned in advance, plot point, it has had a problem with the doors mm-hmm. and there are no handles on the inside. Plot so you point. can get locked in it. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Um, well, I was working up to that. But oh, we, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was what you were telling us. <laughs> okay, well, wonder what's going to happen now. Kirsty <laughs> plot spoiler Logan. <laughs> um, this is like when I was watching um, Alien with, oh God, a lot of Alien references today, with my two friends, one of whom hadn't seen it before. Um, and when the chest burster happened, my other friend leaned over to my other friend and went, wait till you see the big one. And I was like... <sighs> You're not doing it Don't right. Do that. You're not doing alien right. Um, so they're very insistent that she can go and get in the truck, go and get in the truck, and we'll when West comes, we'll come and get you. So she goes and gets in the truck, and it's very snowy and cold. And then Tuesday and Megan continue cooking, and they and all the Trevors have a lovely, big, cozy family dinner. The sort of like it's painfully wholesome, mm-hmm. isn't it? Like it's mm-hmm. so lovely, and they're like, "Oh my god, did you make all of this?" And she's like, "Yes, Megan was totally shit at cooking." Blah blah blah. West arrives and sits next to Megan. And she's so happy. But oh no. Lanny's still down in the truck. Mm-mm. And then she looks at the faces of Brown, Tuesday, and West. They all know Lanny's in the truck. And they have planned it that way. They're not so wholesome. They are not. And one of their parents says, So you guys are back together. And Tuesday says, Lanny's out of the picture. <gasps> no, sweet, sweet Tuesday. <gasps> Megan knows that with the snow outside and no handles on the inside of the mm. door plot point, Lanny will be frozen by morning and the Trevor kids will let her freeze. I'm gonna read you the last bit of it because it's really good. It is actually good. I know we always take the piss out of these books, but I actually found this book pretty good. Like they've got stupid names and everything, but and there's a bit of stupid description, but it's actually really touching. Yeah. The emotion of it. Here's the good. Here's the good. Here's the good. (laughs) (laughs) Megan Moore got up from the table. She walked to the back door. It was difficult. Her feet dragged and she bumped into the jam. Jam? The door jam. Door jam. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Jamba. (laughs) Jamb. The doorknob (laughs) did not (laughs) fit. The door knob. (laughs) Did not fit her hand. And the wind when she opened the door assaulted her. She heard voices behind her, but they were Trevor voices. The voices of people to whom things came easily. The voices of people who expected things to work out their way. Megan did not know if she still loved the Trevors. The one I have to love most, she thought, is me. If I don't love myself, I cannot go on. And I'm going to continue, because this is the last paragraph and it's really good. Mm -hmm. The cold was no longer an enemy. Instead, it woke her and embraced her with its demands. This is what it means, thought Megan Moore to choose the lesser of two evils. Lanny is evil, but it would be more evil to stand aside and silently let her die. Megan had never gone through snow so deep, through darkness so thick. She found the truck by feel. She opened the door of the cab and Lanny fell into her arms. Megan helped Lanny walk. Come into my house where it's warm, said Megan. Lanny said nothing. Perhaps she was too cold to speak, or perhaps she had waited all her life to come in where it was warm. Oh, I got a little shiver there. Yeah, isn't it really good? And I like to think that now they can eat the snacks that her mum has been buying all these years. Yeah, the really cold, mouldy old snacks that have been in the things for years. Well, you know, it's the thought that counts. Yeah. Um, I really like that ending. I thought it was actually really great. And I love that it turns the Trevors. I love the evolution of how she looks at that family. Because mm-hmm. I think it's really true to life. Like, I definitely used to, like deify other people's families like oh look they i used to have a a friend called louisa and she was one of four kids and they had quite a big house and her dad was always away in south africa um so her mom looked after them a lot on their own but the house was always full of kids like it was the it was huge compared to everyone else's house where we lived and they had two dogs three but do you know what i mean it's always Mm. teeming with life whereas my family's quite independent from each other and we've always sort of done our own things um, and we'd, I didn't have people over sort of that much. I used to go out a lot. So going to Louisa's house, you know, we'd go ice skating and then we'd go home and watch Wayne's World and then I'd have a sleepover and it would be like all the fun mm. in the world. And now looking back, you go, well, I can see all the ways in that they were a bit fucked up as a family as well. And like things that have happened in their family since then are like really awful and I would never have wanted that to happen to my family. So mm. I feel like that's a really mature arc. And I think that's... It's just the whole book is does it so well. Yeah, well, like, I think you can learn to appreciate what other people have, but also appreciate what you 
have yourself. And it's funny, isn't it, when you think, because there's a lot of similarities there in that, like, the dad was sort of mainly absent from that family as well. And I don't think Louisa's mum worked. So having so many kids in the house must have been a way to not feel quite so lonely. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And, like, being the centre of, like, lots of kids' attention must have been really comforting to them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I... I, what did you think of this book? I really liked it. I thought it was actually a good book. Mm. And we don't get that so often with Point Horror. And normally when we do, it is a CBC. Yes. Um, but I liked it. Yeah. I have an alternative reading of it. So It's all a dream. No, no, not that alternative. Because on the back cover, it talks about Megan's uh, relationship, quote, relationship with her perfect boyfriend. Um, but I don't think that's true. I think they're quite sicky at the start. They're quite cloying. Mm. They're claggy, as we would say in Scotland. Um, <laughs> like porridge. They're like, there is like porridge. Like, they're so like, I love you. I am dizzy with love Exactly. Like, it's too much. Mm-hmm. It, they're over the top in a way that makes me feel like, who are you trying to fool? Yeah. Like, why are you being so over the top with this? And I think, I honestly think that he's just sick of Megan and he's sick of their relationship and he wants to go out with Lanny. I think he quite likes going out with Lanny. Really? Yeah. I think it's something a bit different. I think I think she's starting to be sick of him as well and she can't quite admit it to herself. Mm. And she gets there at the end that she's basically like, he's not who I thought he was. And I really actually like that moment. There was a moment in the book where she feels really disappointed in him mm-hmm. of his weakness as she perceives it that he kind of can't fight Lanny off and he's weak before her and I just liked that I thought that was quite mature I had a boyfriend like West actually he wasn't called West like really good looking cheerful simple didn't like conflict and he would disappoint me in that way that I would be like can you not have a bit of spike to you can you Mm. not have a bit of like yeah a bit of oomph because he was so would always be like smoothing things over and I remember feeling quite disappointed which was unfair but you know as a teenager I was a moron so mm-hmm. um but yeah I like that I think they're just sick of each other honestly I think the whole book is about kind of teenage romance and how you think it's the be all and end all but, but it's, you, not. it's not I also liked the bit where he really loves to work on his truck and he's trying to fix the doors for ages and he tells her and she says he says oh I'm gonna work on my truck all day tomorrow and she said that sounds like a great idea she said thinking it was the most boring thing she'd ever heard and I was like oh I've been there Mm -hmm. oh hello (laughs) yeah relate yeah that same boyfriend was super into cars oh yeah I tried but Jesus no see I used to be quite into cars but I think it was when I was not really sure who I was I was Mm. just doing that's when you do when you're a teenager you like just like outfits you just try a whole bunch of outfits on yeah and decide what ones you like yeah speaking of fashion uh, we don't really have any in this book, do we? Not really. No. It had a... Well, in some ways it had a kind of timelessness. Mm. But I did find a couple of 90s things. Oh, go on. You're so, so good at finding these. <laughs> well, kind of 90s. Here's my point. So all the houses have these orange-brown or avocado-green shag carpets. <laughs> like the old-fashioned ones have that. And then the newer ones have this nubbly champagne wool houses which I was like oh that's really good because I feel like when I was growing up kind of late 80s early 90s a lot of people still had their 70s decor in yeah so they still would have had the brown or green like when my parents moved into the house where I grew up when I was just very little it apparently was all brown why do they love brown so much I don't know I don't know but everything was brown like the walls were painted brown the carpets were brown the couches were brown everything and those green um baths yeah, yeah, avocado bath. Yeah, it had all that, everything like that. And they did it all up, but they did it very 90s and it was all champagne. You know, it was all like pale neutrals. Um, so I feel like my house was both of the houses in the book was like that kind of dated thing. And then they're like the 90s neutrals, like a Calvin Klein advert, you know. You see, I reckon our version of that, because I've been looking at flats a lot recently and judging people's decor, um, like grey and yellow. Yeah. And with like a deep blue, that'll be like the really 2010 yeah. teens look. It will be. I really like that as well. I really like it. I like it. Yeah. Well, of course we do because it's in fashion right now and we like it. Yeah, and it's a product of us. Yeah, and everyone liked the champagne colours in the 90s and everyone liked brown and avocado in the 70s. Especially like, brown Trevor. He liked it the best. He loved it. Mm-hmm. He was conceived on a brown floor. Oh, God. <laughs> Yuck. 
Do we have a stupid, too stupid to live heroin? No. No, not at all. No one's uh, not smart in this, really. No, Apart I from think West. Yeah, he's yeah, he's not like too stupid to live. He's just a bit like dumb jock yeah. kind of good guy, you know, but a bit dim. Tim, nice but dim. <laughs> you know, he's a bit like that. I don't think she's dumb though. I think they're all quite insightful, particularly yes. towards the end. Me too. Um, do we have a sexy bad boy sociopath? I mean, I gender flip it. Do we have a sexy bad girl? Oh yeah. Oh, I'm not saying she's sexy. I mean, she's dusty. Yeah. See, I again, I just see her as sissy space I can carry. Yeah. Just like not sexy exactly, but kind of striking. ethereal, striking. Mm. Yeah. A little bit otherworldly. I don't find her very hot. No. I, I don't find any she's of them. Cold. Hot. Yeah. Sorry. yeah. Uh, death toll. Mm. No one in the book. Yeah, the mum. The dog. But that's pre-book. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, 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 you're right. No one in the actual context of the book. Yeah. Although maybe the death of the Trevor family in Megan's eyes is enough. No. No. Okay. Enough. Uh, <laughs> queer sub- if I could reach your leg, I would be pushing you away like you pushed David away. <laughs> you always pick out my diva moments and really highlight them. <laughs> I have so few and yet you're there for all of them. Oh, yeah. I'm making a list. Um, queer subtext. No. Megan is queerly out of breath. Oh god. And there's a queer terror at some point. It's not which subtext. is what what does queer terror look like? Text. I do I don't even know. <laughs> don't know. Mainly purple. Like you scream and a rainbow comes out your mouth. Yeah. I wish. Um <laughs> also West prefers the company of men. Yeah, that's true. Who doesn't? Um is it good though? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. How many? Uh I'm gonna say five. I would give it. I a liked five. it. I thought it was good for a point on a point horror scale. On a point horror scale, of course. Obviously, I was reading a review um, on Goodreads. Follow us on Goodreads um, <laughs> of one of the point horror books that we've read, in, and someone wrote under it one star. I can't be- believe people think this is a good book. And I was like, yeah, but in yeah, the on context, point horror scale, yeah, on Goodreads, on. I always give things a star rating for what it is. Like I'll give a picture book five stars, or like. A romance or a point horror like it's five stars and i don't mean like it's a work of great literature i mean for what it is it's great yeah which is what a book should be you should judge it for what it is yeah you, or, or otherwise you'd be putting you'd be pitting um a picture book like stack the cats a brilliant picture book for mm-hmm. kids against like uh great works of literary fiction yeah and it would always be one star yeah you have to put it on its own scale you're not you're not going to be looking at stack the cats and being like well it doesn't even mention the holocaust yeah like <laughs> where are the themes is it mainly cats is it what about not cats what about dogs <laughs> i know you've done one cat two cat three cat stack but what beyond <laughs> you know like, exactly what is the what about the philosophical implications what is the political context for the stack the cats book there you go there you go you just got to take it for what it is so five Five on a pH I'm scale. I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, pH, like... Ah, nice. Uh, I just found out that that uh, means potential of hydrogen. <gasps> Does it? Yeah. And it's something to do with hydroxide and hydroxide... Uh, I've got a oh, that's as far book. as we went. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's like good... when, I, when I read a book about physics and I, I'm like, I read the first chapter and I go, oh my God, I understand physics. And then I get to the second chapter and I'm like, no, nah, it's gone. <laughs> I've been about... Two thirds of the way through, why does it equal MC squared for months? Because I have reached the boundary of my understanding and can't Aww. go on. Um, is it good, bad though? Nah. I mean, there's some kind of silly bits like Brown Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> the names are the but, worst bit. Yeah. Aren't they really? Um, but it's not, you can't kind of naff read it. No, I wouldn't give, I'd give it a one for yeah. good, bad because it's just good. No. Caroline, I'd stop being two so for brown. brown. Come on, what about the construction paper sun? That's rotten. <laughs> no, I'm sticking with one. Well, okay. We've read some shit, mate. Ah, oh, that's true. Yeah, um, right. I know, considering... I mean, all, all books are brilliant, is what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> um, what are we doing next time, Christy? Next, we are doing The Yearbook by Peter Larangis. Larangis? Yeah. It feels like that's a pen name oh it's I not don't... i will tell you i've been looking into peter larangis i'll oh. tell you all about him in the next episode i can't wait mm-hmm. and excitingly you can also join us real live in person on halloween yes <laughs> i was like why are you looking at me yep <laughs> on halloween we will be at the mitchell library in glasgow for our 
Point Horror Halloween Prom. <gasps> we are going to be reading Trick or Treat by Richie Tangazi Cusick, which I am reading right now. Holy shit. Oh my god, I can't I wait. cannot wait to talk about this book with you. Have you sorted out your outfit yet? No, I'm working on it. So it's, it's 90s dress up. You don't have to, but you know, it'll You'll be fun. you win a prize. We've got excellent prizes. Um, I think I'm going to do boots, like big chunky boots. Um, I'm going to do a little floral dress and a check shirt over the top. And I've got a little choker <gasps> as well. And I'm going to do like 90s makeup, like plum lipstick. Nice. And little dark eyebrows. Nice. Yeah. Like little slugs. Like so little slug eyebrows. And I'm going to trim my fringe in shorter. I basically, in the 90s and still, want to look like Jean Groffalo in Reality Bites. Ah, That's nice. the look I'm going for. I'm going for like tartan skirt uh, and crop top. I nice. Think. You're doing more Cher from Clueless. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, which probably says a lot about me. Um, <laughs> but it will be a super fun night. We're going to have games. We're going to have point horror bingo. We're going to have prizes. We're going to have dress up. We're going to have music. Mm -hmm. um, and all of this for just £5. Yep. At the Mitchell Library, which is great. Yep. Um, where and that's going to be on Halloween. On Halloween. Which we're very Halloween. excited about. Have we mentioned it's on Halloween? Join it's on us. Halloween. It's on Halloween. Mm -hmm. um, where can people find us until then? Personally. We are on Twitter at Teenage Scream underscore and on Instagram at Teenage Scream Pod. And if you like us, as if anyone ever would, um, and want to... <laughs> oh, so hard on yourself. <laughs> I want... like you. Oh, thanks, mate. If, like Kirsty, you like me <laughs> in particular, um, and want to help us keep the podcast going, you can join our Patreon community uh, at patreon.com. You were going to say crew there. I was going like to say crew. Crew community. C-R-U, crew. At patreon.com slash teenage scream podcast, I believe. Um, and... If you don't want to, no worries. You can, we're just nice like that. Yeah. You can keep listening. We're still going to do the free episodes. Yeah, because we love you. Mm -hmm. So we'll see you next time for the yearbook. <gasps> Bye, Kirsty. Bye, Heather. Bye.